Hi everyone, welcome to Business for Builders. Uh, hello to you if you're driving down the road or kicking back and have a listen to this on your couch at home or if you're busy trying to do work at your office and do those wonderful quotes uh, and you've got me buzzing around your headphones and also uh, hello to you if you're uh, in YouTube land. Uh, look, today uh, we are going to have a quick chat about uh, a subject that's become fairly exciting just today. Uh, it's funny because we obviously are looking after about six franchised operators and uh, we handle all the lead gen for those guys. And uh, I think we're at about 39 inquiries this month. It's almost the end of April 2021 and uh, with a forecast value of about three and a quarter million. And, uh, you know, usually for the most part, people are quite nice to us. You know, they don't generally, you know, we don't generally get any, any, uh, anyone, you know, grinding our gears. But today we had that. And so I wanted to do a podcast um, and we're going to call it, it's easier to give birth than it is to raise the dead. And uh, really it alludes to what we like to call our preferred client profile. And, uh, you know, I want to send this out because this is something, um, you know, our creative director who's standing behind cameras right now, she actually handles some of those inbound retail calls. And uh, she was quite offended. She was quite pissed actually. Uh, that she was treated so badly. And uh, I just want to talk, you know, I want to talk around the principle because sometimes you don't get out of jail that quickly. And I say we get out of jail because, you know, when we're talking about it's easy to give birth and it is to raise the dead, there's a couple of things I want to talk about um, in that light. And, and one of them is the fact that we, you know, chase clients too much and then we hold on to clients for too long when you know you should let them go. And so, you know, I really want you to embrace that concept of it's easy to, it's easy to give birth than it is to raise the dead. In other words, it's actually easier to uh, take another phone call or pick up the phone and ring that inquiry that came in uh, because sometimes it's, it's impossible to work with some clients, both in the early stages and, of course, in the construction stage as well. So what I want to do is I want to give some, some context around this. So, you know, today... For whatever reason, you know, we run this national support office and it handles all of the inquiry and then we distribute it across the different general contractors. And this person obviously took offence to the fact that that's how we rolled. Um, but, you know, the, the thing was that um, not only did Jill get hung up on the first time, she actually felt bad and thought, I'm going to ring this person back and just make sure that, you know, I didn't misinterpret or, or there wasn't a misunderstanding or that I'd maybe there's some ways I could have handled her better. And uh, she was told quite promptly when, when that lady picked the phone up that, yes, and I hung up on you for a good reason. And it was just, that is absolutely supreme rudeness. And I just want you guys and gals, if you're out there running a contracting business and you get someone who's a little bit rude to you, it's easier to give birth than it is to raise the dead. So go find somebody else. So it's like this, some will, some won't, so what next? Go get yourself another one. So, you know, I, I think that's a fairly brutal example as to somebody that is outside of our preferred client profile. So, you know, with the... Uh, it's easier to give birth than it is to raise the dead. Straight away, that moves into your preferred client profile. So what you want to do is you want to find the leads that fit your preferred client profile. So to give you an example, usually our preferred client profile is probably from ages 45 to 70. So all of our messaging, all of our targeting as, as far as uh, retail is concerned is geared definitely towards that, that, uh, you know, that demographic. And so, you know, I think for you as a builder and a general contractor, if you can understand that, that will give you a lot of solace because it's quite obvious that this person today was not, uh, uh, did not fit our preferred client profile. So 
Is it normally that obvious all the time? No, it's not. Matter of fact, to fast forward the process, we've had people in, in you know, under contract and, and halfway through a project where we realized that actually the chemistry wasn't as good. The, you know, what they are now, the way they are acting is now a little bit different to what we saw in the sales process, but we're under contract, so we've got to see it through to the end. Um, but I want to urge you that, you know, what I want to do is just replay it back to the, the somewhere between getting hung up on and getting mid-construction mid and realizing that there's not a fit there as well as what you thought. But the, in the sales process, let's talk about that. And I think there's there's instances, I know that with one of one of uh, our guys who's really kicking goals uh, in the business, he'll do two, two and a half million this year. And uh, he... He, when he first came to me, one of the things that we had to work on was his, uh, you know, his desire to do quotes, please customers, and never go back around and close them. Now, when I say close, I mean get a yes or get a no, knock them off the fence, one way or the other, because. What he was doing is he had he was sort of relying on the fact that, oh, I've got all these quotes out here. And there was some sort of weird solace that he would take from that. But I'm telling you, it's it's actually better to know who are players and who are pretenders. And I've said that before. And so, you know, with these with these clients, what I what I'm urging you to do is because we act out of a position of we're very deliberate in what we do. We're not desperate. And so I want you to follow your gut because if you're dealing with a client right now who's who you're fighting to keep happy who is very unreasonable, who is unnecessarily demanding, then you need to look yourself in the mirror and go, if this is the way they're going to be in the sales process or in the quoting phase, what do you think they're going to be like in the construction phase? Now, I don't mind if a client is, you know, got a, an attention to detail and they just want to nip a few things in the bud and make sure that they've, you know, got their I's dotted and their, their T's crossed, that's fine. But if someone's being unnecessarily demanding, Classic example is you get a call on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon and they're wondering where their quote was. Um, if you feel obligated to take a phone call on a Saturday or a Sunday, that's up to you. Me personally, I definitely don't take calls from retail on a Sunday. Uh, I might take calls from retail up till lunchtime or 2 o'clock. I know I was in the office on the weekend and I took a call at about 1.49. And, uh, and so there's, I, I definitely do that. But, you know, they're new inquiries, so I'm always keen to embrace the opportunity. But if you've got someone who's just pestering you and texting you at 8 o'clock at night and expects to get answers, then you could find yourself having a very unhappy process throughout the build process. So really, you know, today's hot take is figure out, you know, um, what your preferred client profile looks like. Then you've got to go and do the messaging. You know, I, I think for us to qualify and disqualify fairly fairly firmly or fairly sternly is because we don't want to be working for the wrong clients. And I think I've mentioned this before, but it all comes down to top of funnel, which means I need a lot of opportunity. I need a lot of leads top of funnel to ensure that I then can actually have a choice without cutting my own throat. Nothing worse than having three inquiries this month and they're all wood ducks or they're all pretenders, or they're really not. Then what do you do now? You've just lost 30 days. You've only got three inquiries. Guess what? You have to go work for one of those interesting sorts. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I've, I've, I've always come back to this in, in other podcasts too, because you can't just do one without the other. So you've got to have your preferred client profile or your client avatar, call it whatever you like. You've got to then make sure you build your messaging on social that really resonates with those types of people. Then you've got to make sure that your lead management or your inquiry process and you've got scripts and things like that is all sorted. But then you've also got to make sure you have a very um, you know, succinct uh, sales process. You know that you're going to lead them through stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Uh, and if you haven't got that, then you need to sit down and have a think about that. I know if you're a general contractor and 
you approach me today uh, about, a, about a Smith & Sons franchise, I will tell you straight away that there is a discovery process. There is a typical gestation period for someone you know, like yourself who's a general contractor that wants to get involved and, and know more about the, the, uh, you know, the, the franchise with Smith & Sons as a general contractor. And so I've got a specific process. I know that to make the decision um, is, is not something that you can just wake up on a Monday morning and go, yeah, I'm going to go do that with Max. It doesn't happen that way. There is a lot of emotional turmoil. So I've designed that discovery process because A, I'm a general contractor and B, I was a franchise uh, operator with Smith & Sons so I understand the upheaval and the emotional turmoil that goes into it. And so in my marketing messages and even in my sales process, because of that empathy, I'm able to build structure around it that enables my prospective franchisees uh, to feel comfortable. So uh, what you need to do is you need to think about how you'd like to be handled in your sales process. And so we're sort of getting off track a little bit, but you can see that it's it's all encompassing. So, you know, to get to the right contracts with the right people, it's all around um, d really defining what your preferred client profile is, defining what your client avatar is, having a very competent, coherent, efficient sales process that has a lot of empathy layered in there to ensure that they're going to be comfortable walking through the process. And I just come from, from uh, Alex's office up the road here and um, you know, he's got an interior designer that works a lot of the retail sales for him. And uh, I was just there and they were just talking amongst themselves. And a uh, big part of the design package or process is that you you are not obligated to work with Smith & Sons. You, you've paid for this package, which means you can go and outsource that to other GCs to be able to get some comparative numbers and just, you know, I guess, talk to other GCs about the build. And, uh, and what was said to the interior designer is that, no, 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 we don't want to go and farm it out. We want to deal with you guys. And so, you know, that's if you've got a very uh, strict, firm process and it offers value and it relieves some of the pressure and some of the fear of the unknown and you're offering some peace of mind and security in the process, then you're going to find that obviously selling, you know, to, to retail clients is easier than what you may think and probably you will have greater success if you do have a structured program. So what you want to do is you need more leads. That's probably the answer to the question, although straight away there's a whole bunch of infrastructure that you need to set up to ensure that you're not just uh, running blindly. You should not be just shooting from the hip or winging this on a day-to-day -day basis or making up a sales process every time you go out. You need to sit down there and work out from the, and we have this in our, in our training manuals, the lead management component. Now, the lead management for us is made up of, you know, the first part is handled by corporate, the second half is handled by the general contractor. Uh, we've done that because we've got a very unique arrangement. And so you need to do that as well. I don't, you, maybe you've got a business partner and you, you might have two separate, um, you know, two separate scope of work or, or responsibilities. Uh, you might be a him and her in the business and uh, she'll do this and he'll do that. It needs to be organized. You can't just sort of, when the phone rings, just go and handle it maybe differently than what you've done the previous hundred times. So, you know, giving birth uh, is a lot easier than raising the dead. That's the principle that's got to thrash around your head a little bit. And then you've got to start thinking about what is my preferred client? And then you've got to start thinking about what's my sales process. And, uh, and I think, you know, I hope that that little bit of insight, and again, if you've got questions that are specific to your situation, uh, you can email me directly at max at businessforbuilders.ca. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to, I'd love to hear your stories of success. Anything that's got to do with the building game as it relates to you building your business, whether there's, you know, I know that there's guys out there that, 
you know, I talk about in some of our marketing um, to GCs that they, they, they don't get any respect, they don't get any reward, they don't get any recognition. If you've done something good, I want to pat you on the back. If you think you've kicked, kicked the goal, then you need to tell me so I can pat you on the back because I'm telling you, that's what we don't get out there. And so, you know, I, I'd love to just be an encouragement and uh, ensure that you feel good about what you're doing. And in the event that you might have cocked something up or you've dropped the ball, um, and I did have a, a conversation with one of my franchised operators about a contractual situation. And I said, bro, you've really done yourself a disservice here, but this is how we're going to go forward and we're going to try and trade our way out. That's why guys get into this business with Smith & Sons. They pick the phone up and they go, hey, bro, I've done a really terrible job. What do I do? Help. You just can't get that. I know because I've been a guy out there doing it by myself. I've got guys who are now part of Smith & Sons that are like, I'm so glad that I can pick the phone up and talk to you. So uh, that's all we want to do here. Whether you're part of Smithies or whether you're not and you're just out there doing a good thing, then um, you know we'd love to have contact with you. So don't be shy. Come talk to me. I'm Max Peterson, CEO of Smith & Sons. This is Business for Builders podcast, and uh, it's been great having you along. Talk to you again soon. Cheers. 